0: Airbnb, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com/host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot; we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to a podcast from the pool. Hi, I'm Viv Groskop, your pool agony art. And this is Waving Not Drowning, where I'll discuss how to combat your problems and solve your emotional issues. Today we're discussing three things. Working mother guilt, the promotion that never comes, and how one couple can stop arguing. Our first problem is about maternal guilt. Dear Viv, I love my very young kids, but I can't spend every day with them. I need my space, I need my career, I need my own life. And anyway, one day they won't be there, so then what? I live in a permanent state of guilt and often think life would be much easier if I were devoid of ambition. How do I alleviate my guilt while still having my own life? Is it even possible? Ah, this message uh, really read like a real cri de coeur for me and I feel as if at many points in my life I could have written this letter myself. So I feel particularly strongly uh, about giving the right reply here Uh, lady, I'm going to call you guilty, ambitious parent. And God knows there are lots of us out here and there is no shame in being a guilty, ambitious parent. (laughs) You are just like all the rest of us, only maybe you're braver because you have put this feeling into words. Um, And I know that a lot of women think this even if they don't say it. The bad news is uh, guilt comes with the territory here and you are a halfway decent parent, if you do feel guilty a lot of the time, (laughs) it is how you know that you're doing it right. The good news is, though, that some of us guilty, ambitious parents, and I definitely count myself as one of them, uh, some of us are in recovery, and I do know that there is a way out of the way that you're feeling. First of all, though, I do want to question the extremity of some of your thinking. When you say things like, Anyway, one day they won't be there, so then what? Uh, it's very extreme. And what you're expressing here is this feeling of lack of control and frustration. What's the point of getting too attached to these children when all they're going to do is grow up and leave anyway? This kind of thinking, it's a real red flag for me. It's a very angry thought. And the fact that you're thinking things like this is a sign that you're putting way too much pressure on yourself. I also wonder, from the extremity of the way you've expressed it, if this thinking has its roots in something connected to your own childhood. And if you feel strongly about this or you just feel very confused, I think it could be worth you thinking about um, considering exploring these feelings with a good therapist. Uh, You can look up uh, the therapist directory on welldoing.org or you can see your GP. Uh, Setting that aside, though, you do make one brilliant point children are a huge responsibility and we are expected quite rightly to do everything for them which can seem like the most overwhelming burden but then as you say they leave and there is no obligation for them to love us or to give us anything back at all the love that an idealized parent is supposed to give is incredibly selfless, undemanding, and, and sacrificing. So it's no wonder you're having the opposite reaction to this huge burden and thinking, I want time to myself, I want to work, I need my space. Uh, anyone who's had children know, knows how this feels. And um, you also say in your letter, The thing is, they grow up so quickly and I feel I'm missing out on their childhoods on account of my own selfishness, yet when I spend more than two days with them, I'm itching to get back to work. I really don't think there's anything wrong with you at all and everything about your letter suggests to me that you are a good parent. What's bugging you is how you're feeling and I think you really need to look at where those feelings are coming from. If they're coming from you and your own thoughts then therapy really is a good space to work all of that out. But if they're coming from external pressure, work colleagues, other mothers, social pressure, preconceptions about what it means to be a good mother, then I would take a piece of advice from my favourite song in the award-winning musical The Book of Mormon. Imagine putting all those things in a box and then crush the box. These feelings and judgments and expectations are of no use to you. Who says you have to feel guilty for wanting to work? You have every right to be whoever you are, whether that is someone who wants to work loads so that she can be an inspiration to her children and give a well-paid job to a full-time child carer who loves being around toddlers, or whether you want to be a stay-at-home mother and devote every waking minute of your day to raising your children yourself. Know who you are and be comfortable with it. Everything else has to go in the box. Actually, don't crush the box, just burn it. How do you alleviate your guilt, you ask, while still having your own life? Is it even possible? Yes, it is possible and it is achieved through having belief in yourself. Do whatever you need to do to get that belief back. Our next question is about career management. Dear Viv, I work for a company I love and I get on really well with my boss. I've been there for nearly three years. Ever since I started, it was hinted that a promotion would come and that we were waiting for the next budget year or for another person to sign something off. Three years later, they are still saying that it will happen along with a pay rise, but my promotion is yet to materialise. Do I hold out or cut my losses? Ah, desperately seeking promotion, aren't we all? God bless you. Uh, I was very reminded uh, by this letter of my first job in a mag- on a magazine, uh, getting on for 20 years ago, where I was so desperate to become an editor instead of an editorial assistant. Uh, that was my job title. My actual job was being photocopy monkey. Uh, one night, I remember I was working late and my immediate boss was sitting opposite me working away himself. And he started talking under his breath to me, all conspiratorial, revealing that uh, he had a secret plan and the very next day... As he told me in a whisper, he would be made editor of the magazine and I would get a promotion and a pay rise. I can remember going to bed that night dreaming of all the clothes I would buy with my pay rise. I had my eye in a particular gold cardigan at H&M at that time. It was 1996 and I was imagining how happy I would be to no longer be the photocopy monkey. The next day I went into work specially early preparing for the good news, treating myself to a special deluxe coffee on the way. And at 10am, I received the news. My immediate boss, the one who had whispered his secret to me, had resigned to go to another magazine and some other completely random person had been appointed editor. I never found out why it was that he said what he said to me or what really, really, really went on. But there was to be no promotion and no pay rise and no gold cardigan. Instead, I was going to be photocopying all the paperwork relating to the new appointment. So, my point here, desperately seeking promotion, is that you don't know anything is actually going to happen in life until it actually happens. Everything else promises, hints, illusions, all the dangling carrots you can think of they are all basically guff. And with the best will in the world, you should treat them as such. So, this is a very simple answer for you here. Do you hold out or do you cut your losses? You need to do both at once, and you need to have a whole load of other irons in the fire too. Now, it's great that you love your job and you love your boss. In fact, it's more than great. It's virtually unheard of. So don't lose sight of the fact that you're already in a ridiculously blessed situation and one that most people can only dream of. What's more usual about your situation, though, is that you've been promised good things that have not materialised. Well, welcome to the world of work. The world of work is full of people promising to do things that never happen and assuring people for up to three years that things will come about that they have absolutely no intention of making happen. Uh, The three-year thing, I'll admit, is very annoying, but I've known people hold out for better things at work for 10 or 15 years, so I think you can count yourself lucky. (laughs) I would say do the best job that you can do in your current workplace and assume nothing. Meanwhile, network in your industry... Promote yourself shamelessly and see what else is out there. I really recommend that you read a book I love called Playing Big by Tara Moore, M-O-H-R. This is a brilliant lean-in type book which teaches you all about how to make opportunities happen rather than waiting for things to happen to you. Most importantly... Don't tell anyone that you're doing any of this. Otherwise, you're just another person talking about things that may or may not happen. And as we have established, that is all a load of guff. Do not participate in guff or listen to other people when they serve it up to you. Please write back to Dear Viv when something actually does happen for you, because I know that it will. Our third problem today is about an argumentative couple. Dear Viv, I can't stop having explosive arguments with my boyfriend and they seem to stem from nowhere. We can be having a really loving moment one second and then suddenly it kicks off. How can I stop myself from acting irrationally in the heat of the moment when it seems so important? I'm going to call this problem Relationships Subject to Mood Swings, and I really feel from your letter how frustrated you are with yourself. But before I say anything else, I want to make clear the context um, of the rest of the message. I want to make that clear to anyone else listening, Uh, because when the writer says explosive argument, she says elsewhere in her letter that she means arguing i e getting cross with each other, disagreeing, nitpicking, always trying to be right, she doesn't mean anything physical or dangerous or get the hell out of there now girl nasty, and she was at pains uh, to make that clear, so my reply is based on the assumption that you are being honest here, you're both being honest with your, with me and with yourself because if these truly were physically explosive arguments uh, then i would say you need to get the hell out of there don't ask questions of yourself uh, or of anyone else just go so now we've got that out of the way let's look at what's going on here when when two people are basically bickering from everything you describe in your letter it sounds as if you and your boyfriend have fallen into a pattern where you both enjoy being a bit of a drama queen and i do not blame you for that at all i personally love arguing and i love to be right we all do Arguing in a strange way can be very entertaining, especially if it means we can avoid being bored with each other or avoid talking about the things we really need to talk about. That said, this does sound like a pattern, and that is not healthy because patterns are really hard to break. It's hard to know from your letter how these arguments get started. You blame yourself, and I will take that at face value, although I will also say stop blaming yourself, and start changing your behaviour instead to see if that makes a difference. Without flouncing off during these arguments, could you go into another room and maybe just be on your own for a bit if there's an argument brewing? Could you stay silent and listen while he talks? Could you say you've just remembered that you need to make a phone call? Whatever you can do that's different, I would say do it, even if inside you're screaming, I don't agree with you and I want to be right. Just try something different for a couple of days and you'll have more information to go on about your own reactions and why all of this is happening. The elephant in the room, which is evident throughout the letter, is the future of your relationship you mentioned that you've been together a few years you live together but you're not married I think there's something else underlying these arguments one of you wants a different kind of commitment to the other but you don't want to talk about it because maybe you're worried that the other person will leave so you argue about petty stuff instead before you can figure out anything you need to calm down and stop arguing about the petty stuff don't be frightened to change and try something different I sense your fear because you think the relationship might be at stake It might be, but you don't know that yet, so don't act as if it definitely is. Just focus on improving things day to day. Most relationships have minor mood swings, especially when both of you are being battered by life. But it should be a phase, not how you are together. You need to work out that it is a phase. Start changing these small things and start gathering information. Please report back on progress. It will be useful to loads of other people. That's all for today. If you have a problem you'd like to submit, please send your email to dearviv at thepoolltd.com or tweet us at thepooluk. Thanks for listening. Join us again soon. And sign in to thepool.com where you can get these podcasts automatically saved to your scrapbook every single week. Hold up!